I think, you know, sort of types of people who, are, who aren't willing to do that and are quick would rather blame others or make excuses for things happening. Um, obviously, they're the ones who are going to struggle to to avoid those mistakes again. I think, you know, you, you've got to always be aware that there will be occasions and plenty of occasions where other people know better and know more than you. Thanks for jumping on, mate. Uh, so I think a good place to start would be your business. So if you'd like to give us a bit of background about what that is and um, how it all got started for you. So business is teaching physical education and sports in, in primary schools, um, as well as provision you know, in the school holidays on a community basis. Um, so it came about really of um, when I finished university and, and I did a sports science degree. Um, and when I got towards the end of it, there was no really set destination. It was quite a quite an open in terms of the options and avenues I could go down um, and really just end up in the sports coaching sector um, through a, a friend who sent me a link for a job um, similar to this and then obviously put a good word in for me. Um, so that's how I, I first got a job um, doing the sports coaching role in schools. But then it's something I guess through my university degree I'd been doing anyway, part of a few programmes um, there really focusing on the sports coaching qualifications, building those up. So, yeah, that's when it started um, and the business has been going ever since. Cool. So, back then, at the time, there was an opportunity, wasn't there, with the sports premium coming in? But why do you think it was that you actually did something about it, that you sort of took action, I guess? Because there would have been plenty of other people in a similar situation where they would have procrastinated. Uh, But what do you think the difference was between you actually taking action and doing it? Um, well, I went against the advice of uh, of my mum on this actually, because she, you know, she kind of said, "Oh, play it safe and stick with what you're already doing." Um, but I wanted to have a go at myself. It's something that excited me, um, and I've and I've always enjoyed a challenge in in various you know different challenges that come up in your life and opportunities to face them. Um, and and this was one that excited me. So, own course went all and all you've done is academic studies through your years and, and you get out of university, starting and running a business is not something you, you've often had a great deal of experience in. Um, and like I said, some of the close people around me advised me to maybe put it on the back burner for a while. Um, but I gave it a go and it was actually more daunting than um, it would have been because the sports premium didn't come around till sort of 12 months later, probably 18 months later from the concept I initially had. So actually there was no kind of... Bit, you know, the increased um, funding in schools and schools will be really looking for, for this kind of provision more so than ever. Um, the business started before that, which I guess there's even more, in that sense, more of a risk attached to it. Um, but yeah, it was something I didn't really have, have many doubts about doing. Um, and once I got the ball rolling, that was it then. Well, that's interesting, really, because that's quite a big risk, isn't it, to take, and you took it, so it's quite an impressive achievement. So moving on from that, and so um, when you first started the business, do you set targets and goals? And I suppose it's a two-part question. Um, is that something you set in your everyday life as well, and do you feel that's important? Um, I certainly have in terms of, and not even just really the business, but what I do, it, you know, and, outside of work and, and whether it's in sports or things I have kind of a, an idea of where I want to go, where I'd like to be. If everything goes well, this is where I'd like to end up and things to end up. But I try not to set um, too many goals and certainly with strict 
deadlines on you know attached around them. Um, I think a lot of the time things will happen at you know at a pace, um, which maybe sometimes you might want to go them to go faster or you might want things to go slightly better, but it's it's not entirely always um, in your control. And I think if you're under that pressure, if you're putting yourself under too much pressure to achieve things, you know you're going to have to face that 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 failure. And you know it's can you handle that failure? How do you respond to that? So I've never set a, a, as such, and I need to do this by this day and this by this time. Um, and if I haven't achieved that, what's gone wrong? But certainly, I have an over. I've always had an overall idea of how where I'd want to be, how I'd like things to be um, in all the different parts of my life. Nice. So one thing I'm always interested in finding out about is passion and where people get their passion from and sort of how they know so um what do you feel you're passionate about whether that be in life or in general i mean it's just quite obviously sport it's obviously it's the job i do it's the career path i've gone down it's what my business is based around so monday to friday i'm working delivering working in the sports sector um and then outside of that in my spare time evenings weekends I'm spending my time playing sport, involved in sport again. Um, and, and that's been from a young age, really. It's uh, when you talk about people, you know, passions and what gets the kind of adrenaline going, what gets the blood flowing. And certainly it's um, it's, it's always been sport for me, whether it's playing it, coaching it, um, just being involved in and around it. So how do you know you're actually passionate about it then? I think one thing I struggle with is just, is just knowing what I really care about and what what drives me and things like that. I mean, how do you know that you're passionate about sport? I think for me, it's quite easy in terms of if I know I'm passionate about something and I've always looked at it in, in, in the concept almost at two opposite ends of the spectrum. And what is it that makes you want to get out of bed in the morning? What is it the purpose on that day that you, that want, that you want to get out of bed for? And then the opposite end is at the end of the day, when you look back on what you've done, through the previous 12, 16 hours. What is it that makes you feel like you've accomplished something? What is it that makes you content? Um, and, and for me, yeah, so even if it's, you know, I might wake up on a, got a game that afternoon, I might be looking forward to going to work one day, knowing we're, we're starting a new topic um, and delivering something maybe they haven't done before, which I always enjoy as well. Um, it might be even just like, on, you know, social on an evening, I'm going for a game of tennis or a game of golf with a friend. Um so yeah, I'll get up in the morning looking forward to doing it and I'll go to bed at night thinking, yeah, I've really enjoyed that day and, and feeling like, yeah, like I've achieved, like I've accomplished something, happy with with how i spent my time. That's interesting that. I think I'm a quite big believer in energies and vibes and things like that. And I think whenever I speak to you about sport or football in particular, I think your energy changes and you become sort of in the in the zone or whatever and sort of, so I guess you're really into it. I mean... Um, I guess there's no question there, but is that something you can relate to? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's something you you want to spend your time doing. It's something you you want to commit your time your time to, and it gives you that sense of excitement. And you know, and it's not always this sort of wild, thrilling, ecstatic joy all the time. But something like you said, it's something that, um, well, like I mentioned earlier, gets that bit of adrenaline going or gets the blood flowing, and yeah, j- just something that you know gives you that spring in your step. Um, as opposed to something that you feel like you know is a burden doing. So does that passion stay there then? Is it always burning, for example, or 
does it come and go? Do you have little spurts of passion and then it fades away? Well, I mean, for me, I've always found that, and I think most people would be similar, there's a novelty element to anything. So you do something for the first time and for a period it's quite novel and, and that in itself brings an excitement to it, whether it's something that's slightly outside your comfort zone um, and you get a buzz off it that way. But then once it becomes within your comfort zone, um, then you still get the same feelings from it. Um, I think if I, look, if I look back at things I've done over time, I mean, if you do anything far too often, then you maybe you're ready for a break away from it. That's um, it. Taking golf, for example, I mean, when, when I finished playing football, um, I spent a few years membership of golf, and I mean, I still enjoy playing golf now. But there'd be times in the in the school holidays when we'd be like, right, I'm really going to cram this in, and you know, I'm going to play sort of seven days mm. in a row, and then by day seven, I'm thinking, right. I'm not really too bothered about playing golf tomorrow. Um, but I don't think you can think, oh, that's, you know, I'm not passionate about it because <laughs> I don't want to play it. It's just, you may want to change your routine, something different, um, whether it's for a short while or, or an extended period. Um, but for me, yeah, although I've, I guess I've gone down different things in, in terms of sport, um, involved in different ways and actually obviously just different sports themselves, that's always been, you know, an underlying theme for me that I want to be, participating in some way shape or form so moving on um one thing i really like to discuss with people that they don't often talk about is is failure so how do you perceive failure and sort of what would you say your biggest failure is and how do you look back on that now um to, to describe a, a big failure do you know it would be difficult to do i couldn't really think of any that stand out you know certainly like major regrets or but on the flip side of that, you know, there the are dozens and dozens and dozens of small failures that you'll face. And, and ha I mean, that's something I always believe in that, you know, people shouldn't be too, I guess, going back to what you mentioned about setting goals um, in just hindsight. You know, if you're doing something for the first time in particular, um, you're always going to make some slight mistakes, things that if you're going to do it a second time round, you'd do differently. But there's not necessarily any way of avoiding everything. Um, you know, you, you, hindsight, you look back and think, oh, well, if we'd have done that differently, it might have worked out slightly better. Um, but again, with all the best in the world, you're never going to get that perfect. Um, so, yeah, all the time, whether it's, you know, daily, weekly, yearly basis, you know, facing failures of, uh, you know, some size, some scale. Um, but I'd, I'd always just try not to dwell on them. But at the same time, I'm, I wouldn't overlook them. Um, I'm always quite reflective, reviewing things. How you know? How could in future they be done better? Whatever it's relating to, um, and I'm always sort of willing, willing to learn lessons. Um, and yeah, I'd say pretty self-critical, not to the point of, you know, really picking myself apart, but but certainly open to to looking at myself and you know and and always thinking, well, you know, taking advice from others. Um, but yeah, you know, a major failure. I, you know, I wouldn't really be able to describe to you, John. Um, but certainly, a, a list of uh, smaller ones, mate. Plenty of. So that's an interesting mindset to have, isn't it? So, like, plan, do, review. It's quite a healthy way to look at things. Um, have you? Is that something you've cultivated over time, or is that something you think just come naturally to you? I think I've had it for quite a long time. So whether it's something that's more ingrained than, than developed and nurtured, um, 
but again, you know, everyone's every, everybody's different and, and individual to these things. Um, I always see it as a positive characteristic to have, and you know, I, I sort of encourage it if I'm like now, particularly as, as I'm, if I'm working with players, um, football players, it's something I'd encourage them to have to to be at least open to reflecting on on any mistakes and things they could do better. I think you know, sort of types of people who, are, who aren't willing to do that and are quick would rather blame others or make excuses for things happening. Um, obviously, they're the ones who are going to struggle to to avoid those mistakes again. Um, so I think yeah, you've at least got to be willing to reflect on those things. And yeah, it's something I've I've done for you know for quite a long time. Um, and I, I wouldn't say I go into great deal detail. I don't sit down with a pen and paper writing things, which is something I'll you know I'll think over. Um, and again, being open to other people's suggestions. I know some people don't like hearing things that may be slightly critical, um, slightly negative. But it, but it's something I've always you know tried to do whenever I get the opportunity. So taking that one on a little different steer, then. So your um, father to a young family is letting your children fail something you've considered, um, especially in sort of our industry that we work in. You know, is you've got, come across quite a lot of children that are probably maybe overprotective. Is it something that's came in across your psyche, sort of about how you're going to treat your your children uh, towards failure? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the big one is, again, children, teenagers, adolescents, adults, you're always going to face adversity. I kind of mentioned earlier, it can be on a sliding scale, some smaller, some bigger, but you're always going to face adversity. And a lot of your success and just in, in all the aspects of your life is how, how you respond to that. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. It's something I've spoken about with my partner and then, you know, we do with the children. Um, and There's no set structure to it. But it might be just you know letting the children do something a little bit more independent, which you know they might struggle with, um, and and just holding back on that assistance initially, letting them have a go, see if they can work out solve the problem themselves. Um, and again, if it doesn't go right, well, how do they respond? And obviously, when they when they're this age, you know, as young as I've got them, then it might be an occasional tantrum. Um, but it's again them learning to face it, deal with it, and then respond to it the next time. I think that falls under reactions, doesn't it? I mean, we all sometimes are guilty of reacting maybe the wrong way, but maybe if we learn that we can all control our reactions eventually, we'll much be in a, a much better place, I guess. I mean, I guess there's no question there, but is that something you're uh, aware of? Yeah, some people are different, aren't they? They, they like to deal with something straight away, um, depending on whatever problem it might be. Um and again, I'll try and do the same. I don't like dwelling on things for days on end. And like you just said, they're letting things linger. Um, but I have always found as well myself that I'd, um, I always view, think, view things slightly differently the next day. Um, maybe with a, with a calmer outlook on things, you know, more measured outlook on things. You're taking that initial emotion out of it. Certainly, you know, the old adage of, um, you know, sleep on it. I've always found works quite well for me. Um, and I probably have more more success in, in dealing with things um, you know you can, you can see things slightly differently I've always been quite solution based then sort of uh, focusing on this, uh, the solution rather than the problem yeah initially certainly I'm, I'm, I'm probably better like that um, but again I've always been open to advice um, I think you know you, you've got to always be aware that there will be occasions and plenty of occasions where other people know better and know more than you um, and that, that's a 
that'd be a downfall of yourself if you if you didn't even consider that and take that into account. So um, yeah, I do, but I do like to run through things myself initially, particularly while whatever's happening. Again, it could be something to do with family, something to do with work, something to do with um, you know social life. Um, I will try and process it internally first, um, and then yeah, again pr- probably once I've got that more measured and calm outlook on it the following day, then it'd be the time when I'd be a uh, I'd, I'd have the most productive conversation with somebody about it. Okay, swinging it back into a bit of a different steer then. So obviously we're used to dealing a lot with physical health and teaching that side of things, but something that's coming more to light nowadays, quite rightly, is, is mental health. Um, is mental health something that um, you're aware of, something that affects you or anyone you you are close to personally? And uh, What do you think mental health is? Yeah, it's something I've had... Um through yeah you know associations and things you know people in your life close people in your life something i've had a you know you know pretty um memorable let's say experiences of and and, and dealing with um and, I, and i'm so you know i'm aware of how, how difficult it can be and the problems it can cause and it's, it's great to see now that spotlight being shone on it more throughout society and is there anything that you do with yourself day to day, sort of in your head that you sort of to, to stay on top of your, I guess, your mental health? Is it something you're aware of or is it just something you think you just do naturally? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess for me to keep on a level, um, it, it just needs to be doing something. And doing, again, going back to what I said earlier, getting up in the morning thinking, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this today. And it might not be the most fun thing in the world. Like I said, it doesn't have to be this wild crazy joy where you're just absolutely loving loving life it could just be a, a simple you know activity or task which you get a sense of satisfaction from um and then again go to bed at night and think yeah i feel like i've done something today and for me that's quite well and like i said it you know sometimes it'll, it'll be something quite significant whether it's the buzz you get off a, of a good results at football or something's gone really well at work um or then the other side, just something really simple, like you've visited a family member who you've not seen, you know, recently, or you know, you've had a nice trip to the park with the kids. Um, just, just doing something productive and sort of meaningful um, each and every day. Really, I, I don't, um, I don't ever enjoy or ever try to have days where, I guess, what your class is a lazy day where you, you sort of just in front of the TV all day and on the sofa. Um, I try to stay, you know, steer clear of those. It's probably common knowledge nowadays about taking care of our physical health, isn't it? Sort of clean diet, sort of exercise and everything else. But what's probably not most commonly known is sort of taking care of actually the mental side. So, like, I'll give you an example. So, for example, things like affirmations or mantras and things. People say positive statements themselves, I guess, to get them in that positive mind frame. Um, is that something you come across, anything you use yourself day to day? keep yourself on t- on track yeah um it's not something i've you know ever personally seen firsthand or, or tried firsthand I'm, I'm aware of it and also the different techniques people use um you know to try and ensure they've got a you know good mental health um and again i just i just guess it comes down to person because it's all like me saying oh well, well this is how i keep things on a level um and keep things moving forward but that certainly you know wouldn't or might not suit them. Um, so yeah, I, I think being aware of different approaches 
And uh, you mentioned it a while ago of just sort of starting to understand what works for you um, is a big part of it. I mean, it's great that people are putting the spotlight on it, isn't it? Well, we can talk about like, for example, we're talking about it now. So um, in different scenarios, and so, for example, you're heavily involved in football. Um, have you found any issues or things going on in football? Because I imagine that be a bit of a different atmosphere. Yeah, I think it has, because obviously you, you, the, the change in room environment, you know, is stereotypically quite alpha male. Um, you know, with banter filled, and yet I don't think it's a place where people would necessarily, in in that close environment, feel confident letting the guard down. However, something we're looking at doing through the football club is um, an initiative in the community, which is based around just promoting men's health um, and trying to make some sort of positive impact on that. So we're looking at running some open football sessions, um, invite you know, open up to all the all the guys in the community um, coming out of lockdown. Um, and I know speaking to some people local, some even other areas and different ages that um, you know people have found it difficult. So we're looking at doing something. First of all, come and get some physical health benefits by just joining in, having a game of football, some social benefits. So seeing different people, having different conversations. If you've been isolated at home, working from home, good just to get out there and, uh, you know, exactly that, integrate and mix with people again. Um but then after you know, after the football session, actually, you know, having a cup of tea, and you know, if people want to drink and a bite to eat, and hanging around after, and then if people want to chat, and again, just seeing where those conversations lead. You know, if, if people have been struggling with things and they want to address that, and just confiding people about it, um, then you know that that's again what, what what we're trying to do, what we're looking to do with this initi- initiative. Um, so yeah, I think football and sport, you know, can be used as a vehicle, certainly to support and, and promote positive mental health and well-being um, if, if obviously done and, you know, and offered in the right way. That's class that, mate, because that's creating an atmosphere, allowing sort of men to be vulnerable, isn't it? So hopefully that can make an impact. So swinging it on to a different steer then, so we're moving on to sort of financial. So I like to break the taboo a little bit, really, because, again, there's a lot of stigma and sort of around about talking about money. I'm not not really sure why. So is um, finance something, you, for example, future planning? Is that something you plan for? Do you invest? Things like that. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. I think anyone who doesn't, you know, is foolish um, not to make certain plans for the future. Um so it's something I'm it's something I'm mindful of. Obviously now I think young children, it's something I think about even more so. Um and again, you know, I just think it's down to people how they want to choose to live the lifestyle. For me, I've always found that living a life means I get within my means I get a great sense of enjoyment out of anyway. Um other people might, you know, feel slightly different to that and want to do things differently with the finances. And again, I don't think there's a right or, or wrong way. Um but yeah, I always think you've got to have a you know on the future, um, enjoying the present, but making sure that for whatever bumps in the road could potentially come, um, whether it's months or years down the line, you know you've at least got yourself on a solid foundation to to cope with that. Cool, nice one. So um, another topic I find interesting is success. So I guess success is quite difficult to define. I mean, what what is success to you? In anything, I guess it comes in a variety of ways, doesn't it? Yeah, 
So how about six? Yeah, because it, it just depends. Yeah, it, it, again, it just depends on the context, doesn't it? So, you know, going back to, you know, a successful, you know, a successful day with the, with the family, you know, we'll be going out with the kids to the seaside, them enjoying themselves, having a great time. It's been a success. If it's in a sporting environment, different to that. It's about winning, about performance, about results. Um, again, even even in business and in work, I think it can be different ways because, you know, you, what we've mentioned so far, success could be just judged on financial outcomes and financial gain. But then at the same time, and particularly I think what we do, which I think, you know, sports coaching, working with young people, um, I think there's a vocational element attached to that. In fact, I know there is. Um, so then you get in a sense of achievement and, and a, about what you've done, a sense of satisfaction for the, for the positive impact that you're having on these young people. Um so I think success comes in so many different ways and contexts. It's difficult to generalise. Nice one. So going on a different steer, I, mean, I touched on it earlier. So you've got um, a couple of young children and from the outside looking in, you seem to have fit into dad mode quite well. Um, I guess the cheesy question is, has it changed you? Have you noticed anything uh, different about yourself uh, since having the, ch- the kids? Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's changed me because... Um, we made, you know, when we made the decision to actually start a family, um, I'd all, I already felt at the point where my life had changed, my, my outlook on life, my mindset, I guess, had, had moved on from previous years. Um, and I felt at that stage already where, you know, I, I was I was in a position where we could start a family and obviously, you know, give the children, you know, the, the support that they need, the time that they need, Um so yeah, I wouldn't say it's changed me because I already felt like I was at that point where I was ready to do so, and and I'd always think that anybody who is willing, you know, feels they're ready to start a family. Do you know, you've um, you've got to be sure on that. It's not something to do lightly, um, but it, it's so rewarding, and you know, it's like anything. There are some difficult times and some testing times, um, but also it just makes the little things so bright and enjoyable. And, and from a, from a personal view, from us. You know the lockdown, and and it's it's been a big change of lifestyles for many many people. But we've actually quite like you know, in many aspects we've enjoyed the lockdown. It gave us a chance to spend more time together. It gave us a chance to slow down from the hectic lifestyles we were leading, um, and we were really grateful for that. And again, you know, it's all the children, the two children, were the reason that the last twelve months has, in some ways, you know, has has, has been something we've enjoyed um, having that, that chance that we wouldn't have normally had to do together. So, um, yeah, it, it's been good and it's not all rosy, but it, it, it's certainly been good and um, I'm looking forward to seeing the girls grow up. And have you been able to sort of take it in as you've been going through fatherhood then? Because I say you're always constantly focused, I guess, and helping the kids and things. Sometimes it's hard to take a step back, isn't it? And just be like, whoa, this... It's pretty incredible, isn't it? But I think you've just got to soak it up and and enjoy the time as much as possible. You know, people always keep saying to me that they you know they won't be young forever. Um, and if you speak to people who've, whose children have grown up, they'll always look back on these early years really fondly, even though they're littered with, like I said, you know, every single day there'll be a, you know ten battles and ten mini battles that you've got to fight and tantrums and things. But um, you know, you, you've got to kind of work through those and and um just really soak up and savour all, all the good times and good moments and there are plenty of them. And what's that feeling like then? So when you see them achieve something or do something, I'm 
I imagine it must be mega. Yeah, it's just like a sense of fulfilment that, you know, even from your best winning sport, I mean, I've met talks about that plenty, but, you know, your best winning sport or your best success and things, just those little moments will give you that sense of fulfilment that, that really nothing else, nothing else matches and nothing else does. Um, and you always need a balance in your life, of course, you need other things. And again, that's something I encourage, encourage people to when you start a family is that, you know, you still need to keep going with your own interests, socialise, seeing other family and things, don't don't totally close down um, the other areas of your life just for it. You just balance out your time. And I'll see, you know, you've got to be a little bit better at juggling it. But um, yeah, it's um, it's a sort of a deep and, and a calm sense of fulfilment that um, you won't often find in, in many other things. Nice one. So steering towards the finish, one of the main questions I'd like to ask is uh, uh, if you could share as one of your happiest memories or sort of, one at a time in your life where I say you thought, yeah, this is this is mega. I've I've I've, I've, I've quite a few. I've been, I've been very fortunate to have a few, and again, other people probably look at them and it wouldn't be for them. It wouldn't be happy memories. Um, I'd be struggling, like similar to earlier when you asked me about the failures. I'd be struggling to name one which sort of supersedes all others. Um, but lots of little ones. Some on personal levels. Um, some on other levels where you know happiness from how other people are feeling maybe the effect you manage to have on other people um obviously there's plenty of being with the children um there's plenty through my sporting career um memories i guess particularly on a sporting front um and then opportunities you've had with i guess role models idols growing up as well <laughs> again lo and behold for me they'd be sporting sporting instances um but yeah, I, do, I just think I've been really fortunate that, that I can look back on all the different phases of my life with a sense of happiness. Um, yeah, long may that continue. Like to end it, mate. Well, I appreciate you, you coming on and sharing your thoughts on that. I think you've got some class little nuggets there for people to pick up on uh, to sort of take into their everyday lives. So again, thanks for coming on, mate. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate that, John. Thank you very much.